DGENs assemble. Welcome to Fantasy Football Heroes and Villains. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is Andrew TD King. Rob, happy Saturday, sir. How are we doing? Good, man. It's uh it's never a bad day when you get to wake up and talk best ball immediately. I was also thinking, I think we should, I think you should introduce yourself as the hero of the show and then flip oh, it over to the villain of the show. Oh, okay. TD King. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, you know, know, I don't I'll give the audience some of these. People, Andrew, but that's fine. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. <laughs> I mean, hero's fun and all, but I mean, villain's so much more fun. I hate, don't get me wrong. It's, uh, you know, I think anti hero is probably the hero, hero to be nowadays. You know, uh, I feel like being like somewhere in the middle, you know, you're kind of uh, like a vigilante, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, like, right. well, you know, we we're all always um you know there's always the heroes that we ad- that we admire you know the you know the batmans the supermans you know you know captain america iron man and all that good stuff but man who doesn't love a you know, good joker story you know who doesn't love a good you know walter white you know i mean oh, we all got yeah. we all got problems all right you know <laughs> not everybody can handle them the same way all right oh, you know what i mean i wish Bruce I Wayne, <laughs> he's able to handle his problems a little bit differently than someone like walter white he gets to go out spend his money in a more of a precarious way Walter, he's got to get down to the grind and get to it. You know, he's, he's got to get after it. And, you know, you don't become successful by playing inside the lines. You know, it's just saying. That's very, so. that's very true. I wish I could Some figure days out it. I wake up the hero. Some days I wake up the villain. My wife will never know and I'll never tell her. <laughs> yeah, I say, uh, as far as Walter White's concerned, I wish I could figure out a good solution to make that much money. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know if I'm that good at anything. <laughs> you know, like, like Walter White was at chemistry. I, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just wish, I just wish. And, uh, you know, mayhaps uh, someday I'll be the uh, the Walter White of fantasy, but uh, I think <laughs> we got, I think we got a lot of work to do before then. But you're going to drive an RV? I would. I'd do it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't challenge me because I'll do it. I mean, if you want to start a podcast in an RV and travel the country, I mean, I'll get this company to pay for it. Kramer, I'm looking <laughs> you, buddy. I'm looking at you. All right, let's jump into it. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, best ball free agency risers, guys whose ADP is climbing right now. They're you know getting a little bit more comfortable with the public. People feel a little bit safer taking some of these guys after either you know some action in free agency or maybe even some inaction for some of our examples today. We are going to kick it off here and get into it, but before we do, we're going to pay a quick bill. Um, Be sure to go over to uh, WinBet and give them our support. The Fantasy Football Heroes and Villains podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Today, you can bet $100 and win $100 at WinBet.com. Or you can download, download the WinBet app and start winning today state restrictions apply all right andrew who is your first free agency riser in best ball who is someone that you are feeling a little bit more comfortable with drafting right now after some action some inaction whatever it may be what do you got so uh i i would say and this is obviously going to be a pretty obvious one here but uh rashad penny uh he's He's up. He's climbing up boards a, a ton. I think I saw the number was like 60, 66, 67 spots mm-hmm. since last or since two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's currently sitting at 102. Still pretty good value for what is going to be something of a you know running back by committee. 
uh, in Philadelphia, barring them adding anything in the draft. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're telling me I can get a piece of that good rushing offense at 102, um, I know we're not going to talk about Kenny Gainwell, I don't believe, but uh, that's still, I think his his ADP is a good value as well. Um, but we saw what Rashad Penny can do. You know, what he did out in Seattle for, mm-hmm. a, for a stretch was just unbelievable. I mean, he was just barreling people over, running for hundreds of yards. I mean, getting touchdowns almost every single game. Uh, so he had such a nice stretch. And I think that the Eagles run game and uh, scheme is even better than what it is uh, in Seattle. So I, I think that he has the world of potential. I think the downfall for him is availability, right? We've seen him get hurt multiple times. So there's the issue. So I think the coaching staff probably knows that and they're not going to obviously give him the bulk of the carries. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would say it's at least going to be something in the 35 to 50 percent range i mean he he deserves that because he's a good running back uh kenny gamewell is a good running back as well but we saw two Mm -hmm. years ago they were healthy scratching him in games so you know i don't think that they have full confidence in gamewell and then of course they brought in you know or they uh, brought back boston scott which he's only a giant slayer so you only really have to worry about him uh fully killing your adp uh here a little bit twice a year so um i think it's pretty good value for him and um i I will say, though, that if they keep rising up the board, if he gets into like the 80s, I'm, I'm probably going to pull the brakes back a little bit here on him. Right. Uh, but at, currently at 102, I still think that's a pretty good value. Yeah, at 102, I really can't hate it. But I would you know, strongly suggest you know, putting him into you know, a stack, into a team build, right? Like I don't know if I want to get any of those Eagles running backs necessarily you know, owned as naked shares, right? Like if you're going to draft Rashad Penny, you probably want to back that up with the Kenny Gainwell or a Boston Scott. Kenny Gainwell probably going ahead of Rashad Penny still, I would imagine, no? Uh, what's that? Kenny Gainwell still going ahead of Rashad Penny, is that right? Um, I can double-check real quick, but I, I actually think Penny is going in front of Gainwell. That's interesting. Uh, That's let interesting. Me, uh, I, thought, let me... I thought Gainwell was like in there the are. 70s or 80s. for. I'll look at our, uh, look at our draft last night and see. Uh, okay. Yeah, the other the other thing I was going to ask you too is what are your thoughts on the potential of them bringing in another free agent or drafting a running back, and what would that do to Rashad Penny's, you know, value from there? Because I I feel like yeah. they're still going to go shopping. So last night, uh, just to clear up our first question here, Kenny Gainwell went one twenty four, so he went behind Penny. Penny has supplanted him as the first mm-hmm. running back on the Eagles being drafted. Uh, I think all around for Gainwell and Penny, it would be very detrimental uh, for your current ADP of drafting and where they're going now if they add somebody. So if they take somebody in the draft, that's of note. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be Bijan. It could be Jameer Gibbs. You know, there's a couple different guys in there. Chris, um, you know, Evans, there's a couple guys in there that I think would really hurt uh, both of them. So if the Eagles do add that, then I would say currently both their ADPs, I'd much rather have Gainwell. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because I can get them a couple rounds later, as opposed to Penny, but it, I, I think we see both of their ADPs fall decent amount of spots if they do end up going, you know, and adding somebody in the draft of note. So I, I think that that would be terrible. I don't want them to do that, but I, I do think they will do that. I'm just hoping that it's a day three guy, not a day one or two guy. Well, the the tea leaves that I've been, you know, picking up uh, is a Zeke Elliott pick, and that that was one of my risers here. As that one released. would be fine. You said that would be fine for for the penny pickup. Yeah, because I I think Zeke I think his role would be anywhere from inside the the ten yard line. I don't mm-hmm. think he's doing anything between the twenties for them. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's all Penny and Gainwell. So right. it would suck because their touchdown ability would come down a little bit in my eyes because of mm-hmm. that. 
but um, I'd much rather have that happen than one of these younger dudes coming in, getting drafted and being able to do it all. Right, right. Well, that, that was a, just a good segue to my pick, who is Zeke Elliott. He's being released by the Dallas Cowboys. He's coming off the board on underdog's big board at running back 47. In our draft last night, which, by the way, me and Andrew had no plans of drafting together last night. You know, it's coincidence. Just, it, it was just a, you know, a late Friday night. You know, we were sitting back, getting our nightcap on. And uh, yeah, we were like, hey, Andrew, by the way, I can see your ass. At Didn't even notice. You you messaged me with those eyes, the eye emojis. And I'm like, what? Like, what is what's happening? And you're like, I see you in here. And I look back. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, that's he's so about weird. to snipe all my picks. But uh, <laughs> I, I firmly drafted running backs in Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley with my first two running backs. And I didn't pick another running back until pick 152 where I grabbed Zeke Elliott. I actually like him going to a new destination, albeit, you know, if he winds up on the Panthers, it's not going to be the same as if he ends up on the Bengals, the Jets, or the Eagles, the teams that have been listed uh, to be interested in him or have mutual interest uh, between the two parties. Man, like those types of teams right now, the way that at least our perception of them, the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers, having a revamped offense, the Bengals just being absolutely fantastic, probably moving on from Joe Mixon if they're bringing in a Zeke Elliott. And then the Eagles, who just went to the Super Bowl, they're a great rushing team. And like you had said, and really in all these situations, he's going to be used inside the five. He'll be used inside the 10. He's going to have a ton of a, a touchdown exposure, and we're not going to see too much tread on the tires. So a guy that can get me double-digit touchdowns at uh, at pick 150 or later, you know, backing up, you know, kind of a not not a naked running back strategy, not a zero RB strategy by any means, but you know, hitting it early, taking a nice long reprieve because I believe it was pick 17, pick 32 that I picked those two running backs, and then I didn't pick another running back till 152, you know. So I felt really I felt really good about that. He is one of my risers right now. I think that he could climb even more so, again, if he gets onto one of these teams where, you know, you're you're checking a lot of boxes for for the offensive side of things, right? Moving the ball down the field, having a, a QB one, you know, I, I don't get me wrong, I got Dak on the on this list too, but you know, Aaron Rodgers is probably the only guy that kind of fits within his same type of, you know, at least return on investment score. You mm-hmm. know, I think if you're looking at know Jalen Hurts or Joe Burrow you're like whoa like that's a big upgrade in the offense in comparison to Dallas maybe the Jets is a little bit of a unilateral move but I feel like with all the weapons that they're going to have there potentially that it would be a very good situation so he's a big climber for me I know that you're not going to love it you know being a you know anti anti cowboy Mm -hmm. yeah I, I again I think it's fine as far as like what his touchdown ability would be with the Eagles um I, I I may even throw a couple shekels on him if he does go there to lead the NFL in touchdown scored um he could be Jamal Williams of yeah. last year yeah the the, the down the, the caveat to what I just said though is that Jalen Hurts runs the ball Jared Goff doesn't so that you know you can, it's gonna hurt him a little bit there but um yeah I think he'd be fine as a touchdown a touchdown guy for them absolutely all right who is your next riser sir Oh, uh, your your old running back fling, David Montgomery. Uh, mm. Currently, mm. I think he's up about twenty four to thirty spots from where he was two weeks ago. Mm. Uh, he's currently sitting as uh, uh, off the board at eighty one, ADP eighty one. Um, let's see. I just want to check last night to see exactly where he had went in our draft. I think. Uh, let's see, Montgomery, Montgomery. Hmm. Oh, right there. Oh, he. Oh, yeah. That's that's weird. He currently he went as uh 
off the board ADP 81. And that is what he's currently listed at uh, online for his ADP. So uh, he went exactly where he should be going last night. I, uh, I, I like the move to Detroit. Uh, Jamal Williams out. Dave Montgomery in. If they don't add anybody of note, this is very good value for him. I mean, look at what mm-hmm. Jamal Williams just did last year with touchdowns, right? If Dave Montgomery can do a third of that and be serviceable, something in the you know in between the twenties, which kind of looks like that's a very good possibility because this coaching staff, I don't know what they're doing with DeAndre Swift. Um, DeAndre Swift is good. They use him sometimes, and then they just like throw him in the closet and for a rainy day, and then they use them again and then they don't and it just makes no sense to me what they're doing with the andre swift so with the uncertainty there i think that that uh you know is a really big bonus for david montgomery currently going uh at, you know 81 i mean that's mm-hmm. uh that's in round eight you're gonna get a what should be probably starting running back in round eight uh, I would much rather have him as opposed to where DeAndre Swift is going. He has touchdown upside. Uh, we saw him, you know, in Chicago was very good, uh, you know, and I just think that he can do it all for them. Probably won't have to because, again, they will probably end up doing something with DeAndre Swift in the realm of give him the ball, you know, on third down, let him to be, be the passing downs guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, if he can do anything of what Jamal Williams just did, this is a smash play at 81. No, I absolutely love it. I mean, you're preaching to the choir here as a Bears fan. Uh, Sad to see him go, but it's a great situation for him. And if you do see a domino fall with an injury, whether it be to a DeAndre Swift or another uh, utility player, you're going to see, you know, Montgomery just get more and more usage and more volume. And it may not be a popular opinion, but I do believe that DeAndre Swift is going to get moved on draft night. I think that they're going to make a move on him. I don't think that the two sides see a future together. Obviously, you know, with the money they just gave Montgomery could have gone into a re-sign for Swift down the road. I don't think that these guys are going to be together for much longer here. So I do believe that Swift could be moving on and you could see even a further climb in ADP for Danny Montgomery. Any good landing spots you think that Swift could go to that that's like actually realistic? Um, we just talked about Dallas. I mean, got I I bang the Rojo drum every summer, but that ain't it. That ain't the move. Like Going into the season with Tony Pollard and Ronald Jones is not how you want to start the season. So I could see <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's hilarious. I know uh, Mike McCarthy. Like the guy, I can't believe it. This guy still has a job at the NFL. It's absolutely crazy. Um, also, speaking as a Bears fan, maybe a little bit biased there, but um, I mean, just look at just just read the room here. Like, I also don't love giving up two picks for Brandon Cooks. Like, I get it. Like, good good move. Good move definitely helps out the football team, but like. I, I just feel like you can be a little bit more creative with building your roster. Um, they could be in play. Uh, let's see who else do I have on what the about, court. What about Kansas City? Yeah, I mean, again, they they haven't done anything. They've been one of more of these inactive teams at the running back position. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bills feel like they're a team that are just willing to load up. They are. They've really ridden with uh, receivers recently, uh, adding Deontay Hardy. I don't know if you saw, but they also added Trent Sherfield. I did. That's a good signing for them. Sneaky yeah. good. That is a good signing for them as a mm-hmm. football team, but I don't love it for Stefan Diggs because this ball, you're not going to know where it's going, buddy. Like, it's going to be a mess. Um, so they feel like a team that could get involved. Maybe the Cardinals, um, if they wanted to move on from James Conner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, the Bengals are in play. The Jets could potentially be in play. I mean, they have Brees Hall. Maybe they don't love Michael Carter as much as I do. Um, you know, if you're going to be going shopping for Zeke Elliott, why not go shopping for uh, DeAndre Swift? So there's definitely still some teams that are that are going to be hungry at the position. Um, even the Broncos, we could see them make another move at, at the running back position, too. OK, I, I was just curious. I mean, I, I hadn't really thought about Swift moving too much. So I just didn't know if you had a mm-hmm. 
good uh, ideal landing spot. Hey, don't be surprised if Bill Belichick wants to ruin our day and go out and uh, trade oh, for him. God, that yeah. would kill all my Ramondre Stevenson uh, I know. dynasty I know. or keeper stuff. I know. I love me some Ramondre, and <laughs> I'm just kind of waiting for Bill to come in and ruin him. You know, just just kind of waiting for that moment. Uh, uh, he's too busy like, loving DeAndre Hopkins right now. Yeah, he's trying to. He's he's trying to make it happen. He's trying to make it happen. Uh, I believe I am up next. Uh, yes. My next riser is Mr. It's uh, another, you know, he is still a cowboy. Zeke, not a cowboy anymore, but a cowboy nonetheless. Mr. Dak. Rain Prescott. His name is Rain Dakota Prescott. Did you know that? I, I did. Yes. Yes. We, we've made fun that. of that multiple times. I didn't. I did not know that till today. So rain, <laughs> rain. I. I. Hey. I kind of like it. I. I, I kind of like it. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, when things are going well, he can definitely run with that. He. He. He, he can use that. Make it rain on him. Oops. Yeah. Make it rain. Yeah. With Brandon Cooks coming over uh, after the the trade, the, the they offered two picks for him. I, I think this offense is going to be wheels up for a, a great passing team. I think that Lamb and Cooks are a great duo. Dak throws the ball a ton. We already mentioned those running backs in Tony Pollard and Ronald Jones. Certainly not two names that are going to exude confidence for you know putting the ball on the ground and running with a lot of priority. So unless they add somebody that really highlights like, hey, we're going to run the ball a lot, and I don't know who that guy would be, I think it would need to be a big move. I, I just see this team having to pass the ball a ton. I've seen Dak going rounds nine or ten. I took him last night, I believe, in round seven, and then followed him up with Brandon Cooks in round eight. I don't mind that, but also in the same time, like that's when Dak was coming off the board. Like he was the next name off the board. So I had even flirted or considered drafting him around prior. I couldn't do it. I, I was just like it's just a little bit too early. If I miss out on him, I'll I've, I've done this before. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll be fine, right? But when you're playing that late QB game and getting Dak in even round seven or round eight for a guy that is going to potentially be a top three passer, at least in total volume in the league, I think that's a great value. Yeah, I mean, so the the thing that I can give Dak is that, you know, you, you mentioned it, they're going to throw the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that they're going to really be a run heavy team. They'll at least be in the top half. Um, you know, at the end of the year, as far as, you know, pass attempts is concerned. So mm-hmm. I like that for for him. And, you know, I, I I do worry like last year again, he led the league in interceptions, which is good and bad. Good, meaning that he's trying to force the ball to, you know, get yardage and he's trying to make sure he throws the ball to his playmakers and which is all good. Right. But it, it is bad that he missed how many games was five games, four games. And he still led the league in interception. So there's there's some downside to him. Um, I think you said it's what round seven or eight right now he's going. Oh uh, yeah, round seven or eight. I got him in, in round seven in the in this last one. He was the next name off the board. There was no one left ahead of him. Okay, so I mean, there going with a stack is fine. I'm not going to ever advocate for you to take uh, a quarterback like Dak um, or I mean there's other ones as well that I can list off but like Dak uh, if, if you're not gonna stack right there's mm-hmm. no allurement to Dak to me that isn't something that I want to stack with I mean he's, he's really not gonna run the ball a whole lot sometimes he will mm-hmm. but not 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 he's a, a passer of the time. He's, he's, he's a pass first QB he's a, he's a stand and throw type of guy definitely so I, I think as far as like his passing is concerned, though, you know, that's fine. They're, they're obviously going to throw the ball a lot. Um, so I think he, I think it's a fine ADP for him. Do you think that if they were to add, let's say, OBJ and Ooh. draft one of these nice uh, tight ends, uh, you know, I know Jake just put that up there, but uh, mm-hmm. Don Kikade, 
Mayor. Um, I know there's uh, Washington as well. If they mm -hmm. would add any of those guys and add, let's say, an OBJ, how far up the board do you think you would shoot? Dak? Mm-hmm. Seven? You, you think you'd make it to QB, the okay. QB seven? So let me, I have my, I think I have I say, my Do you think you would here. make it to, to five or six round? The the round or the QB? The round. I I don't I don't I don't know because right now the, the the shift that we've seen on quarterbacks is that they're going a little bit later because there was all of this uncertainty for free agency of course the NFL draft people were taking quarterbacks earlier now they're starting to take them a little bit more later I don't know if that's going to happen really I I'm trying to think of another like maybe if they got DeAndre Hopkins maybe I think that that's a bigger move than than grabbing OBJ in my opinion. I mm -hmm. think that would be the type of move that would pull him up to that type of threshold. And even then, you know, you're just you're exposing yourself to more risk. You know, like you had played the early QB game last night. I played the later QB game. Meeting in the middle isn't bad, but you're just seeing like so many players like continuously fall. I was able to get what Saquon Barkley at pick 17 last night. That's crazy. That's absolutely nuts. I was, you know, it's like five picks later than what he should be going. That's that's crazy. So. As we see these position players continue to kind of fall, I think that's also going to push the quarterbacks farther down the board as well. So it's hard for me to see like any of these quarterbacks that are in like that eight to 12 range really making like that big of a jump. Like you really need like a big talent on your roster to be added. There's no rookie that would be added that would make anyone go that high. Mm -hmm. You know? No. To, to Jake's question on Kincaid or Mayer, I mean, I would prefer Mayer personally. Um, if you are drafting Dak, I mean, if, if you have a lot of shares of him, I think that would be the guy that you would want. I also really like Darnell Washington. I just think that he could be that big body target for them in the red zone, which I'm going to say, like, I feel like they're they're lacking right now. You know, like CeeDee Lamb, great field stretcher. He can go up and get it, you know, in, in the corner of the end zone. He can make a spectacular catch. Don't get me wrong. It's just that, like, when you're down in the red zone, at least nowadays it feels like these big body guys, like, you know the the Jelani Woods, right? Um, even Hunter Henry, he had a, he had a huge touchdown exposure. Uh, was yeah, it was last season. Uh, he was just being a big target in the red zone. That's all it was. And just you know being able to position yourself, almost kind of like a you know being a, a forward in basketball or a center, and just bodying guys up and boxing them out and using your size to get an easy catch. Obviously, when it counts the most. Um, so I, I would like Washington Mayor. Um, also, obviously, probably the best hands. Uh, the tight ends in this group here. So wouldn't hate it. I'm also a big Notre Dame fan, so I want to see him flourish. <laughs> and uh, Dallas, uh, they are not um, – they are never against drafting uh, Notre Dame players. They love to draft themselves some some ND boys. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we move on here, we're going to pay a quick bill. We'll be right back after this. Uh, WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During the WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness, uh, March Madness is here. There are so many ways to win at the you know playing the big dance. Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. It's limited to state availability. And, of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There is so much to choose from, and all you do, all you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. 
Offer subject to change, germs and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Are you guys looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world? You can win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas to hang out with the guys and watch the Masters. The contest is completely free to enter. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. And if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using promo code SGP15. For anybody who has not been to Circa Las Vegas yet, uh, I have been. It is absolutely incredible. I definitely recommend going. Party on, Andrew. Party on, Wayne. Excellent. My name's not Wayne, bro. It could be. It could be. <laughs> I certainly look like I live in Wayne's basement. All right. Who is your next riser, sir? Who do you got? So this one's going to be a little off the wall because it's a really high pick of a guy, but it is uh, C.D. Lamb. I've okay. seen him go uh, up to. Talk? Yep. I've seen him go uh, as the, the, the top. I've seen him go as six. Uh, mm. I know his current ADP is 10.9. And obviously when the big board started, uh, we could get him from the beginning to the middle of round two he has mm-hmm. obviously well um you know surpassed that and come up into round one uh i um this isn't one i typically like i just want to talk about it because he has been a riser and again i just keep seeing him go higher and higher but i'm a little concerned for cd lamb first we've already mentioned it brandon cooks is now there brandon cooks is no slouch he's a he's a good wide receiver mm-hmm. um they're probably going to add somebody, I would imagine, because uh, Michael Gallup doesn't seem to be the guy. At least that's from what I'm reading. It doesn't appear that they want him or or think he's going to be the guy anymore. So they're probably going to add somebody, whether that's in free agency, such as OBJ, or whether that's going to the draft and gra- drafting somebody because there are you know a decent amount of good wide receivers in the draft here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also concerned about the tight end. You know, we, we've talked about this for a little bit. Is are they going to add somebody? Do they like Jake Ferguson? You know, there's a there's a bunch of unknowns for the Cowboys and for Lamb. Uh, you know, who is he going to be sharing targets with and and all of that. So mm-hmm. where he's currently going, I think, is a little rich personally. Now, with that said, though, is if you are going to take Lamb there, I think it's very you know viable option to stack considering where Dak is going and where you can get Jake Ferguson right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can get Brandon Cooks late. So the stacking potential for Lamb is good. So spending up to get him in the first round is fine due to that. I just I think he's at his ceiling for, for where he's currently going. Right. Like, sure. would you rather have Dak? I mean, if you're if you're not planning on doing the stack, would you rather have Lamb? Uh, Devontae Adams, Steph Diggs, um, Tyreek Hill. Out of those guys, where does Lamb fall for you? He would fall behind Tyreek Hill, but probably ahead of the other two, Diggs, and who was the other one you said? Adams. Yeah, he would he would fall ahead of them. Okay. Uh, better better quarterback situations. That's true. Uh, I'm, I'm just, just, just keeping it simple there, right? So I think that with Jimmy going to Las Vegas, that definitely knocks down Devontae Adams. Stephon Diggs. These guys won't stop signing receivers. I don't get it. I don't know who else they're going to add, but we had just mentioned they added Deontay Hardy. They did let go of Isaiah McKenzie, but you still have uh, Khalil Shakir. They just signed Trent Sherfield. They have Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs. There's not going to be a rhyme or reason with this offense. They want to win games. That's what they're focused on right now. Mm-hmm. They want to get over the hump, and they're making the right moves, I, I believe, to do that. Um, who, was the, who was the other running? Did they bring in a running back? Uh, oh, it's- gonna drive me i nuts. think they did yeah they brought in 
Singletary went down to Houston. Houston why? Yeah. Why am I? Why am I blanking on this? It's Pollard and no, Pollard's in Dallas. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Who? I'll tell you in like two seconds. Literally, it's uh Damian Harris. That's who it was. Damian Harris. Oh oh, you're talking about for the Bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damian oh, Harris. I'm sorry. I Dallas, it was Dallas. Rojo. Dallas, it was Rojo. Yeah. No, so like they're making good moves to make their team better, and I and I get that, but I don't know if those moves are necessarily going to be, you know, causality for Stephon Diggs to touch the ball more or to have higher volume. Now, I what I am inclined to do is to, especially if you're drafting a lot of best ball drafts. Okay, you know, last week when we did our last draft, I did the Hurts and A.J. Brown stack. No problem. Like, if you want to prioritize A.J. Brown because you you know that you're going to back it up the next round with Jalen Hurts, by all means, go ahead and take A.J. Brown ahead of C.D. Lamb. But in my opinion, C.D. Lamb is going to be in a more prolific passing offense. A.J. Brown going to be in more of a middled, rushing, balanced passing attack, right? So I, th I think that's just where you're seeing Lamb's value increase is because the perception is as well. They let go of Zeke. That's a fundamental to the, the ground game. They added another receiver to push more towards the passing game that they've already flourished with. And really, if you look at Dak, like last year he finished, I think, as QB 18. You said he missed like four or five games, right? Yeah. The year before, he had finished as, I think, QB 8. And then the year before that, it was another like middled season. It was like QB 20 plus. I, th I think he may have been hurt. The year before that, he was QB 2. So we're coming back around, baby. We're coming back around. Wheels up for the Cowboys. Laws of averages. I, I know uh, you hate it. Yeah, I just I think you know where he's currently going um, is is okay for the stack, but it, it is concerning because mm. I think he's he's at the top right now. Sure. I mean, you're you're drafting him at his ceiling sure. right now because he's coming off. So let's say he let's say his ADP goes to let's, let's say eight. He's what at then the third wide receiver at the least or at the latest going off the board because you're gonna have Cup. You would have oh no he'd be fourth I guess because you're gonna have Chase, Jefferson Fifth. and probably Cup. Who, who, Jefferson, who else? Chase, Cup, and Hill. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Hill in our draft last night went number three. Yeah, that's that's absurd. Number three, absurd. That's 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 way too high. I I think I think he could supplant Hill as well. Uh, you know, because mm. uh, people really like Dallas. You know, I, I think that's kind of you know we got to keep that in mind too. So I think yeah, he could sur supplant Hill there. But at at the worst five, so, I don't fully believe he can finish as wide receiver five. So the with way the uncertainty currently. The way that I have my rankings as of right now, this is as of 321. I go Jefferson, Chase, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, CD Lamb. That's and that's six. That's put CD Lamb at six and AJ Brown at five. Mm -hmm. And most of that is coming from just that AJ Brown Jalen Hurts stack because it's it's so easy to do now. It's not it's not very difficult. And I'll get to that with my next riser, my next risers, because we're just kind of hitting on him on them here a little bit, but no, I um, I, I I'm I'm with you here. I think that he is being drafted as seating at a ceiling. CD Lamb, that is, excuse me. Um, but I don't I don't hate it really. Like I said, I have him at six. So if if that's how it goes, and I'm being really aggressive with receivers in that draft, I'll just take him at six. That's that's mm -hmm. the, that's the way it'll be. Um, I will say, as far as like running back conversation goes, if I get to that pick and. Bijan Eckler or CMC are there. I'll probably I'll probably take those guys. Jonathan well, Taylor moving all the way up to to two, uh, running back two is a little interesting to me. I'll say Bijan would pretty much always be there because I think he's going what, what like ADP like thirteen or fourteen right now. He's going earlier. I think last time he went pick ten. Did he? I think so. Yeah, I, I, I he's going a little bit earlier. I think you know the, we're getting closer to the draft. That excitement starting to build. 
people are getting a little bit more familiar with him that may not have been as familiar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what they're seeing, you know, if they're exposing themselves to, to any Bijan tape is like, oh, hey, generational running back going to be available at the, he, the end of the first round. Cool. Right. He did. He did go 10 last night, um, okay. but his current. Uh, I think he's see. number three or four. Yeah, he's number four. One, two, three. Yeah, he's uh, running back four right now on, on underdog. 13.2 is his ADP. Yeah, it looks like he's currently going, yeah, as a, yeah, 13. So that's mm-hmm. it's just outside round one. So he went a little early last night. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I would think he'd, he'd always be there when Lamb's there, unless someone's really taking Lamb higher. Right. And, and again, there's going to be people that do that, and there's going to be the sum, the sum that fade. Like we had saw last mm-hmm. night, Tyreek Hill going at number three. And that's going to segue into my <laughs> next riser, which is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Um, nothing really happened for the Dolphins other than them adding Mike White. And I guess that's just enough of a factor for people to really feel lock stock confident with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. We were seeing Jalen Waddle fall to the third round, even. Like I was comfortable taking guys like Devontae Smith, T. Higgins, uh, Garrett Wilson over him. I think now people are feeling a lot more confident because, you know, obviously, you know, you get the, the Tua scares, right? Like how long's Tua's Tua gonna last? Well, they got Mike White, who, while he's not, you know, fantastic he's not an out of this world quarterback he's giving people at least more confidence than what they had with what they saw in Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater so it feels like the safer floors for Waddle and Tyree Kill have really pole vaulted them up four or five picks which it may not sound like a big difference but when you're talking you know between picks one and 20 I think four to five picks is probably a good amount of distance like I've seen Tyreek go as late as pick seven or pick eight now he's going to pick three you know, I've seen Waddle go as late as, you know, pick 22. And now, you know, he's he's not really going to go past 16. I think that's really like his shelf. Like you will not see him go past pick 15 or 16, at least going forward uh, as of right now. Agree. Uh, and it's funny, like I, I thought about this the other night. If I take Tyreek Hill, I would much rather just wait till one of my last picks and take White over uh, stacking him with Tua. I'd rather just have Mike White as like my my third quarterback and stacking that as opposed to Tua because Tua's health scares me. Um, mm-hmm. That that dude takes one more lick. I mean, I I saw Jordan Reed uh, for many years keep getting concussed, and they just Ooh. it would last longer and longer, and they would get more worried about it. And Tua's like on that cusp right now, so that that really concerns me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mike White is a very good value. Uh, if you are, if you do have a stack, don't just take Mike White. If you have no Dolphins players, that, that would make no sense. But if you do, I, I would much rather stack Mike White with mm-hmm. with Tyreek than than Tua uh, personally. So uh, I, I I do like Tyreek Hill. Again, you know, this is one of those guys that you're you're drafting him at a ceiling. You know, you you need him to do what he did last year as the third wide receiver off the board. Mm-hmm. If not, um, I mean that's it's going to be tough to to really get good value on him. Um, you know. It, it, I don't see him going down. So the value is probably where it's going to be. Uh, I just, yeah, it's, it's tough for me to really just see him finishing as a, a wide receiver for like, I, I just don't, I don't see that again. Um, but I do, I do like Hill. I just, damn it. I wish some of these guys didn't go so damn high. No, absolutely. I mean, I, of course you want to get the, the, the value on him. I mean, Tyree kills coming off a, a career season yardage wise. So I think it's, you know, it's difficult to say you're going to live up to that again, but, I think with the the coaching and the scheming that they have in place, I feel like he's still going to be a wide receiver one. And yeah, you're drafting him at the ceiling, right? Like you're you're drafting yeah. him at the boom ability. 
Um, I did a stack with the Dolphins, and it's pretty. I mean, I don't. I didn't really hate it. I mean, I started off with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. Those are my first two picks at pick sixty eight. That's eighty. Uh, actually, pick sixty eight. I don't know what that exact ADP is, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Anyways, pick sixty eight. I don't trying feel, to figure out the round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, uh, uh, it, two, it would be round five, right? Because twelve times five is sixty. So he'd be in yeah. towards the end of yeah. So that that may be a little bit richer than uh, than some of the later guys that I got. And this one, I also took Geno Smith and Jimmy Garoppolo as well. I did the same thing last night. You saw that. But like doing the team build was not very difficult. So pick five for Hill, pick 20 for Waddle, pick 68 for, for Tua. And then I even got Raheem Mostert and Wilson at picks 149 and 173. So I feel like doing a full team build here is not very difficult whatsoever. It's just you got to get those you got to get those top two guys. And you're spending a lot of draft capital on them. I don't hate that draft. Like some of the like the running backs I had weren't great, but I was able to stack a couple more in Alan Kamara and Jamal Williams uh, with Derrick Henry up top. Again, someone that keeps just falling and falling and falling. So not a team I hate, not a team I love. Oh, I also have Dallas Goddard and TJ Hawkinson on my team. Not bad. Not bad. Maybe, maybe it's better than I thought. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, again, not a not a difficult team build whatsoever. I do feel like those guys are going to continue to sit where they're at right now as far as their ADP goes. I don't know if you're going to see Hill rise to go over Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. I doubt that. That would be a big reach. That would be a big reach. All right, before we hit our next riser, um, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about uh, Underdog here? We're we're talking best ball. Feels probably uh, appropriate. Yeah, obviously we love Underdog, and uh, I think Underdog loves us too, enough to partner up with us because we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, who is your next riser, sir? Next riser is your main man now, DJ Moore. DJ Moore currently going 41. Uh, He's obviously definitely uh, climbed the rankings over the last uh, week or so here with uh, obviously the news of going from uh, Carolina to the Bears. Uh, I guess now work with uh, what should be hopefully a pretty good quarterback this year in Justin Fields. Uh, I I like the move, obviously, for DJ Moore. Um, I think his current ADP is fine. He's a very good stack with Justin Fields. You kind of got to do it at the same time, though, right? We see I I did this last time we uh, we drafted together, and that was take Justin Fields and then immediately take DJ Moore afterwards. So you kind of got to do it right in the same swoop. So you are um, investing in the Bears pretty highly, but. I think that's okay to do. Uh, I do think the Bears are going to throw the ball more this year. Last year was pathetic with 300-some pass attempts. That right. that can't happen again. I mean, obviously, they were a great rushing team. Mm-hmm. still think that that's going to be the case, especially with Justin Fields out there, just you know, cutting it loose, running everywhere. But at the same time, DJ Moore is a very good wide receiver. Uh, obviously, they, you know, they have some other good uh, pieces with the Bears as well, Darnell Mooney, and I like mm-hmm. Cole Komet. And so th- there's a lot of good parts around dj Moore, but dj Moore is clearly the best option that justin fields has and i i like his adp i mean currently a 41 that's not going to kill you there you're it's probably not your first wide receiver uh that you've selected probably your second you know at this point mm-hmm. uh so i i like dj Moore a lot um very good wide receiver i i think that him and fields can have a real good connection together i i hope 
that they get together a bunch over the off season here. Already happening. Before. Oh, is it? Say, I haven't seen already happening. Yet. Yeah. Oh, already. well, that's good. Lock stock. All of them. Um, him, Mooney, Claypool, Fields. Yeah. It's yeah. Lit. So I the the concerning thing for for more for me anyway is what's his target share going to be in this offense? Because we just talked about it. They didn't throw the ball a shit ton last year. They ran the ball a lot. Obviously, I think that's going to flip flop a little bit, but. There, are, there is the likes of Darno Mooney, who has been a very good wide receiver up to this point. Chase Claypool was good, kind of fell off a little bit. Can he work it back in with Chicago? It's it's unknown, but I would say he, he's going to have some some good games for them. Uh, he'll, I like he'll have Cole some Komet. big weeks for sure. Yeah, I mean he he has that ability, right? So there's there's those, you know. And I like Cole Komet more than the average bear. <laughs> Get that bear? Uh, and <laughs> not the bears, not, uh, not the bears. <laughs> they went and grabbed uh, Rob Tanyan. Uh, oh yeah, well, you know. Yeah, I, I'm not a Rob Tanya guy. I mean, that's he's uh he's he grew up a Chicago Bears fan. He's gonna catch touchdowns. Just, just I, well, yeah. I mean, it, that's well, that's good. But I'm 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 not gonna really fall into the whole Robert Tunyon trap there. Uh, but I do think, you know, with all that said, we're mentioning that there's a lot of decent players in Chicago outside mm-hmm. of DJ Moore. So I do worry about his target share a little bit. I still think his current ADP is fine. Now, with the caveat of if this. I'm not taking DJ Moore. I don't think in the third round that that's going to be too rich for me. I, I like the fourth round is fine. Mm-hmm. Fourth or later is great. Third though. I, I, I don't know that I can pull the trigger on that. There's again, we just laid the roadmap of how they may not throw the ball a ton, ton, you know, if they get to 450 pass attempts this year, that's like 80 more than last year. That's, that's decent. Um, I really think that it's going to depend on what the games look like game script wise, you know, if they're forced mm. to pass the ball more <laughs> or maybe they just run into shit ton again. So I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about his target share, how many uh, pass attempts he's going to see. Mm. So, so that's the only thing, you know, for me with DJ Moore. but I do currently like him at ADP 41. Hopefully that doesn't creep into the third round and we can keep getting the good value in the fourth round. Absolutely. Yeah. They're going to pass the ball more. I mean, you don't get DJ Moore to keep the Ferrari in the garage. You know what I mean? Like, that's why you trade the first overall pick is you bring in someone that can elevate your offense, you know, and give, uh, you know, the defense is a little bit of a different flavor palette. You know, you, you got to offer them something a little bit more than just the direct QB runs. And the Bears are going to do that. They're going to be able to mix them, mix in, you know, everything that they did from last year, progress the passing game. And again, it's just going to make it more difficult for defenses to figure that out, to, to know what they're going to do. And that will help both their running and passing attack. I have I have really nothing to add there. You 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 know really brought it home for DJ Moore. Uh, it's complete wheels up for him in uh, in 2023. Uh, next guy here I'm going to put down is Dalton Schultz. He is coming off the board at tight end 11. He has the feeling, or I have the feeling that he can lead this team in receptions and targets. It's pretty bare bones at the wide receiver position. Uh, Nico Collins, Bobby Trees. I think they added somebody else that I'm forgetting that is probably forgettable. Uh, Noah Brown. Noah Brown. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're talking about Houston. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, obviously, they also have John Mechie. So, I, I, again, you know, John Mechie, Noah Brown, Nico Collins, like, you know, John Mechie still hasn't done anything in the league. Shout out for him, you know, on, on his comeback here. Um, but doesn't exude confidence. You know, it doesn't be like, oh, well, if they draft – you know, CJ Stroud or, you know, um, Bryce Young, like, oh, this offense is just, just going to take off because they got John Mechie. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like Dalton Schultz with what he does with his, um, you know, lower A dot route running 
you know, he's gonna he's not gonna catch deep passes. Like he's gonna be a low uh, a dot target type of receiver. He's built like a tight end slot receiver. Who would you trust to come out of the slot, John Mechie or Dalton Schultz? Uh, I guess with a rookie quarterback, Schultz. Um, right. I I like John Mechie, and again, like he's only played one year in the league, and he didn't even play. He, he right. unfortunately, you know, had cancer, and so I I think his value is unknown mm-hmm. but mechie coming out of college was very good he's a he's a really good wide receiver um so hopefully he's he's able to get on the field and uh you know put it together but yeah i mean as of right now with a rookie quarterback t- you know they usually tend to lean on tight ends a lot so yeah. i think i think for me that's like where dalton schultz value all lays is that he's probably going to see a decent amount of opportunities because of having a rookie quarterback right absolutely and and his adp at, at tight end 11 i feel like is great value right now and Honestly, Do you think it falls though yet? Falls? No, I've, I've got to feel like it's going to rise. If anything, hmm. I, I mean, I, the I guys going around falling. him, the guys going around him are, you know, Pat Fryermuth. I have him at, at tight end eight. Emerson has him as, at tight end ten, and I saw him coming off the board as tight end eleven on underdog. So well, we'll just play the game here. Who would you rather have, Darren Waller or Dalton Schultz? Waller. Waller, really? 100%. Yep. Better offense in my eyes and he still can be the 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 best target in that offense. I mean, I think I think both can be true for Schultz and for Waller's that they can be the best target there. Now, Waller I think has the better options around him as you know Isaiah Hodgins I like a whole lot. So yeah. there's that caveat, but yeah, I, I'd rather take the the likes of Dan Jones, the devil I know over the devil I don't, right? Like I, I don't know who's going to be passing Dalton Schultz. The the Giants keep adding receivers though. They just added Jamison Crowder. Like yeah, I, I mean, hell? but again, do any of those anybody outside of Isaiah Hodgins and maybe Wandale? Would any of those other guys really like do anything for you? Yeah, Darius Slayton had a pretty good year this year playing when alongside Dan Jones. When he plays, well, he played. Hurt. He well, yeah, he you know, yeah. Well, everyone gets hurt in the NFL. It's the NFL. <laughs> but this season. He wasn't at the top of the the depth chart. He needed to wait for those injuries to come in. And this, like the the Giants, just feel like there's way too many cooks in the kitchen. Way, I mean, way too many. They got rid of Richie James. Yeah, but they uh, they brought in Paris Campbell, I believe, too. Like they have yeah. so many mouths to feed. Like I I I don't know how a run heavy offense is going to support Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton, Wondell Robinson, Sterling Shepard, Jamison Crowder. Darren Waller, don't you damn think for a second they're not going to use Dan Bellinger to piss us off? Oh, did I mention they have Saquon Barkley, like and a QB that runs? Like I, I just don't see it there. So because of that, like my my argument between Waller and Schultz would just be that Schultz is and will be the priority in his offense. Darren Waller will still be playing past the fiddle with whoever. How how close of an offense? does D'Amico Ryans bring from uh, San Francisco? Like, do, do you think it's going to be a very similar scheme that they ran in San Francisco? I I, I honestly can't tell you because I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. If, if, if you tell me it's Bryce Young, then you're not going to love Dalton Schultz as much because he's not a stand-and-throw, stand-and-deliver quarterback. He's going to be, you know, a project like a Lamar, like a Fields, um, like a Kyler, right? Like, they're going to have to work in place for him that are just going to fit him. But if they get CJ Stroud, dude, are you kidding me? Like, get the hell out of here. Like, that's going to be nuts. Like, CJ Stroud is going to be feeding Dalton Schultz like crazy. You'll probably even feel better about even taking a guy like Bob Trees because I would trust 
CJ Stroud to get him the ball, you know? So it's going to depend who goes there. Honestly, if they got Will Levis, I would feel really good about Dalton Schultz. You know, I would, I would feel like he would be able to get him the ball consistently. And like you had said, with the rookie QBs, they come in, who are they, who are they throwing the ball to? The low A dot guys. They're not trying to take those risky shots downfield. They're throwing to the running backs, you know, on the, uh, on the laterals, on the, on the, um, screens they're throwing screens to receivers they're throwing you know shorter routes to tight ends so i i just feel like that's going to fit well for him there and that's just what we've seen from him like i think his a dot is like seven yards and his and his yak is like three to four he's a literally a two to ten yard type of tight end slash receiver hybrids he's not a big bulky guy like i don't expect him to catch more than four touchdowns this season but i could i can see him catching 75 plus passes Getting 850-plus receiving yards on that team is, is going to be solid. Yeah, I mean, the you know, the thing I do like for Dalton Schultz, like I said, obviously we talked about the the rookie quarterback. But if, mm-hmm. if D'Amico Ryans is going to bring over the offensive scheme from San Francisco, obviously George Kittle, very good over there, gets opportunities. So that is nice for Dalton Schultz. But mm-hmm. then again, they are very run-heavy as well. And, you know, having Damian Pierce, having – Devin Singletary now uh you know I do think that they're going to want to run the ball and obviously they're going to want to mitigate risk with a rookie quarterback obviously you know rookie quarterbacks need to learn things and Mm -hmm. and I think that they do want to mitigate risk so I mean what what do you think realistically Schultz is looking at for targets do you think he gets to 100 yeah I do yeah I think he can get that's probably yeah that's probably my my threshold of when I look at a tight end like can they get to 100 if they get to 100 they could probably finish, you know, top 10. Like that's a Oh, easily. Easily, bad. easily top 10. I mean, you don't have to do anything to finish like top 10 in Well, I mean, targets and and receptions are different, right? So like right. you know, how many uh on on brand targets are you going to get, right? So Well, you could you could be a tight end in this league, catch 65 passes and have eight touchdowns and finish as a top 10 tight end. That's a pretty good touchdown rate though per per reception. 8 on 65. That's that's pretty damn good. What did Hunter Henry have last year? Something uh, stupid. It was something dumb. Let's see. Well, yeah, but he uh, he did have a couple of those games where he scored two, right? Yeah, uh, unlike probably two catches. <laughs> he was getting uh, the Jordan see. Howard usage. Oh, man. Are we both just like out of our minds here? Uh, Hunter Henry, last year, 41 receptions, 509 yards, two touchdowns? Check the year prior then. Maybe that's what it was. Was last uh, year? It was, yes, it was the year prior. Okay, he okay. was 50 receptions, 603 for nine. There, that's that's what yeah. I was thinking. So nine yeah. touchdowns on fifty receptions. That's absurd. As you saw, like that's the anomaly. That's the right. Exactly. That, but it can happen in this crazy. league. It can happen in this league for for certain. Yeah, true. All right. Um, who is your who is your last riser, and then we're gonna head out. Last riser here is Jamison Williams for the Detroit Lions. Okay. Uh, I, like I he has been rising in drafts, um, and I think it's for for a good reason um jameson williams coming out of college very good obviously he was hurt so we didn't really get to see him last year but when we did first game back <coughs> he had a long ass touchdown like this dude's created for best ball he is what i'm going to say is probably boomer bust right like he's it's probably not going to catch you're not going to have many games where he goes three for 35 you know like he's he's probably going to be you know, three for 80 or maybe one for 40 or, you know, he, he could have a bunch of games where he goes and gets over a hundred yards just because of the deep threat ability. So I think it's a good, um, it's a good spot for him currently right now going at uh, ADP 57. And I'm looking at their roster right now uh, outside of Amron St. Brown, 
there ain't nobody on this roster I think is worth a damn. Uh, Josh Reynolds, no. Khalif Raymond, no. Jamison Williams, yeah. So, I mean, at worst, he's the second fiddle, maybe third fiddle on this team for targets. Uh, now, again, we're talking in March here. This could all change come the draft if they decide to draft one of these good wide receivers or whatever the mm -hmm. case may be. But right now, very good uh, ADP. I can see it rising a little bit more, especially if they don't do anything in the draft or bring in any of these other uh, you know, wide receivers that are still left in free agency. Uh, and, and again, I, I think it's a little unknown as to how good he can be. But that's fine with me at 57. Uh, that's not going to like really kill you. I'd prefer him to be my third wide receiver, though. I don't really want him to be my second, mm -hmm. but it, I, I think it's okay if you if you uh, you know if he's only your second. Uh, the other thing I really like about him and with this ADP is that he's very easily to be stacked with the entire team. I mean, Jared Goff isn't going high. I'm going to say Brown is, so that's one that you might miss out on if you don't take that you know high. But outside of that, I mean, you compare him with the running backs. Um, God knows what they're going to do at tight end. They currently have Brock Wright, uh, James Mitchell. Like, there's guys that just it don't really excite me there. Um, mm. So we'll see what they do at tight end as well. But right now, I mean, he's ADP 57 for a dude that is created for best ball in my eyes. He's he's much better picking best ball than he is in redraft. So you don't have to figure out which weeks he's going to go off. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a it's a good rise, and I think he's going to rise a little bit more yet. Yeah, I think that's a good take on Williams. I like him definitely more so in best ball than I do in, in redraft leagues. Obviously, with his youth, he's a he's a top target in dynasty, definitely going higher than what his ADP would be in both circumstances. I love the situation there, but it does feel like they could buy someone. And it also just feels like they don't care what we think. Like, you know what I mean? Like th their their narrative of, you know, biting kneecaps and going after dubs when they when they absolutely don't need to, like that's just who they are. I think that's a bit of their identity. So Whereas the public doesn't like Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds, Jared Goff does. Their head coach, their coordinators do, unfortunately. Yeah. The, so the, the, other... the only thing I was going to say to that was is, is like I'm not saying like those guys are going to be better. Just grab them too because they're super free. Like just grab one. Grab Josh Reynolds and, with a Jamison Williams and I, Amon Ra. Like just, I don't just know if I do there. it yet. Uh, I, I'd wait till after the draft to, to start doing that because like what if you grab one of those guys and then they add – two wide receivers in the draft it, it's probably going to be that i don't think they will i i think that they would have already moved on from some of these guys because they keep bringing them back i mean they i think they actually traded for josh reynolds at one point he has a connection with jared goff from la with their time with the rams and again like those those aren't sexy names but those are guys that they count on to open up the field to make a splash play and they're just not gonna put them away like i i, I had this conversation about these guys especially josh reynolds like almost every offseason at this point because that's football. That's that's how they're going to get the other team is the other team's thinking it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins and it's Greg Dorch. Like, yep. exactly. What the hell? Greg who? <laughs> like, right. You know? Um, the, the, the one downfall for Jamison Williams in my eyes is that he runs the routes that Jared Goff doesn't love to throw and isn't right. highly successful at doing so. Jared Goff is the Amra St. Brown, uh, you know, maker, right? Like he right. likes to throw it across the middle short doesn't want to throw it you know to the sidelines deep mm. now can he yeah we saw it last year a couple times but that's not where he's highly successful so that's my only downfall for Jamison Williams is that he's he's kind of running the stuff that Jared Goff doesn't love to throw and, and isn't very good at doing so but there's still going to be times when it's going to be necessary uh you know for that to to be the case so my only caveat for for Williams no he he'll be a great best ball option this year um definitely going to have some big weeks as long as he's healthy 
What do we got here? Question. Yep. Hey guys, 12 team, uh, start nine super flex. Got Burrow, T-Law, Brees Hall, Aaron Jones, DK, Drake, London, Cortland Sutton, Pat Fryermuth, 101, 14, 201. People aren't wanting to trade picks. Ready for Bijan? Question mark. Just take the Just best take QB at 104. Uh, I mean, definitely 101% uh, take Bijan at 101. Right. I. I mean, it doesn't matter who I, I wouldn't even care who you had in your team at running back. Uh, I would definitely take Bijan there. 104. So you have Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. Man, if you don't need to take a quarterback, uh, if I don't know how long your pick times are, but if you can hold that, it, like, like in my dynasty one, we have eight hours to, to make a pick. Oh, uh, if you can, if you can hold that a little bit and maybe talk to some people and find a, a QB needed guy. I would mm -hmm. try to trade that back personally. I, I would just trade back, trade the 104 to whoever needs a quarterback because you obviously do not. Mm -hmm. um, caveat of that is if you do want to get one of the stud wide receivers that are coming out, you could probably do that at 104, but I would yeah. personally trade that back uh, if you can. Says he's got a five minute one. Well, you just, oh shit. You do it before the draft, right? Like, you know, it's true. Before yeah. the draft starts, you start feeling people out, you know, start sending the text, start sending the DMs saying, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking at 104, but I'll take the guy if I have to. And mm -hmm. you, you never you never, never self-admit like, oh, I'm just not taking one of these quarterbacks. Say, I'll do it if I have to. But you know what? I, I think that your team may need a little bit more. And, you know, I could use that Jayon Dotson. You know, I, I could I could use that, you know, whatever. I'm, I, was, I was about to say Amari Cooper, but that's not on brand for me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there, there's going to be guys out there that you're interested in. I would do exactly that. Just say, hey, I will take this guy if I have to, but I think that you know you could probably use it maybe a little bit more. I could use that share of whatever you have on your team. Maybe it's a handcuff to one of your top running backs. Well, not for a one a first round pick, but build a package that's 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 gonna work for you and just yep. kind of start getting that conversation rolling before the draft starts if you only have five minutes. And yep. even in that five minutes, use your five minutes, man. Send just have a couple offers ready, send them out instantly. And maybe you get somebody that's just like, oh, you know, they can't take their eyes away from CJ, CJ Stroud that's on the board right there. So you never know. Yep. All right, cool. You got anything to share before we head out, sir? Uh, No, I don't think so, man. Just uh, do we have any scheduled things coming up for best ball drafts? We have a big week ahead. We have a very big week coming up this week. It's going to be Heroes Week here on the network. We are going to have Michael Florio from the NFL Network dropping in on Tuesday evening. And we're going to have uh, Pete Overset from Establish the Run dropping in for our underdog big board 5.0 draft this Thursday evening. So it's going to be a big week for us here over on Heroes and Villains. Be sure to come back and ride with us. And also be sure to you know smash the like button here on YouTube download the episode on Spotify and leave us a positive review on Spotify or Apple. We really appreciate the support. Also be sure to check out the merch store as you see me rocking the polo. Andrew's got the, the hoodie and hat. We've got a lot of good stuff for you. Should have some more uh, good stuff coming out as well. Uh, if you're still looking to catch the, uh, the March madness wind, we still got that blowing in the breeze there in the merch merch store. We got some good stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, once you're ready to start getting ready for football, we'll have a lot of uh, NFL we got uh, you know the Brock Hurt Brock Brock Hard Purdy shirts. Mm -hmm. Those are always nice. Uh, what else we got in there? We got Burrowhead my, burrow my ass. Yeah, yeah Burrowhead <laughs> my ass for the uh, the folks thinking that uh, Joe Burrow did own Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. That was that was he, that was a fun moment. Yeah, we saw that that he uh, he let the bank repossess that. 
yeah, that's that's it's going to happen from time to time, you know. And you know, you got to get down to your anti-hero, you know, schemes, you know, get back into things, which it sounds like Joe Burrow's about to do if he's thinking about bringing in Zeke Elliott over there. That's, that's crazy. So appreciate everybody coming and ride riding with us again. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, smash the fantasy tab. We've got all the good stuff for you. IDP, Dynasty, Best Ball, Auction, Redraft, all the good stuff. Come ride with us. Take care. Be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.